0: And welcome to Horrid Happenings. Thank you so much for being here. My first ever episode. Each episode, I'm going to get straight into the case or the story that I want to cover, and then leave any chat that I do have until the very end, just in case it's something that you're not interested in listening to. Um, but as it's the first episode, I thought I'd do a quick overview of what you can expect from this podcast and what you'll be listening to going further, if you can actually tolerate my voice enough to listen in further. So I'm going to be hitting true crime cases, alleged true crime, unsolved mysteries. Um, Maybe some paranormal things in there Some hauntings, ghost stories Now some episodes will be super super dark So I will try and mix that up a little bit Maybe if there is a super dark episode The following one will probably be a lighter one Maybe some fun ghost stories and things like that Or fun historical facts The true crime that I will be um, talking about Will be from recent history and history history So it is a massive mix of all the horrid happenings if you will But for the first episode, I am going to talk about a UK true crime case. One that is actually was quite local to where I'm living now, which I thought would be quite um, an interesting one to do. Now, I've tried my absolute best with the pronunciation throughout this, but I do apologize if I do pronounce anyone's names or places wrong. Um, But let's get straight into it. So Harold Frederick Shipman. Harold Frederick Shipman, you may also know him as UK's Doctor Death. So Harold, also known, and many people called him Fred, he was born in 1946 on January the 14th in Nottingham, England. He was raised on the Bestwood estate with his three, two, three siblings, depending on the source that you look at. Um, He was born to his working class parents, his lorry driver father, Harold Frederick Shipman, and his mother, Vera Britton. As a child, Harold played a lot of rugby and in his teen years he became a pretty skilled distant runner. He studied at the High Pavement Grammar School where he actually became vice captain of the athletics team in his final year. Um, Most accounts say that he had a pretty normal childhood. Other accounts do say that he actually had quite strict parents and a very domineering mother to say the least. Um, But Fred was actually her favourite. Now, that sounds... Sounds pretty normal for a lot of people, so we'll just scoot right over that. Um, Unfortunately, at the age of 17, he did watch his mother succumb to terminal lung cancer. He'd witnessed Vera go through pretty horrific stages until her death on the 21st of June 1963. Um, In the end stages of this horrible disease, though, she was actually administered morphine at their home to help her with the pain, which comes back, um, strangely enough, is kind of his MO for his future crimes, although I'm not 100% sure... Whether these things are are related, that's up to you to decide for yourselves. On the 5th of November 1966, he married a lady named Primrose May Oxterby, and they went on to have four children together. Harold studied medicine at Leeds University, graduated from there in 1970, where he then went on to work at Pontefract General Infirmary before taking his first position as a GP at the Abraham Medical Centre in Lancashire. Now, it was only a year after he was given this role that he was first caught forging prescriptions. Um, These prescriptions he was forging were for himself for the drug pethidine. That ended up with him having a £600 fine and doing a small stint in a rehab in York. York. So following this, he'd obviously lost his job at the Abraham Medical Centre. But he then was given the title of GP all over again in 1977 at a new medical centre called Donnybrook in Hyde, Greater Manchester. He worked all the way through the 80s in Hyde before he established his own medical surgery in 1993 at 21 Market Street, where I do believe that his wife was a receptionist there for him. Um, He seemed to be a very well-respected member of his community, Although some colleagues found him arrogant he also was known as quite a trustworthy hard-working doctor. That is until suspicions arose in the early 1998. So a few colleagues one of them being Dr Linda Reynolds who actually worked with Harold at Brook Surgery in Hyde um, had expressed concerns to a coroner John Pollard about the death rate among Shipman's patients being high and they noticed that there was a large number of cremation forms for elderly women that he needed countersigned. He was confronted there and then by John um, where he just made excuse after excuse and it was kind of dropped but around the same time another doctor Susan Booth who was another colleague of Harold was um, suspicious enough of him that she requested that police do an inquiry. Now they did do an inquiry but unfortunately they found insufficient amount of evidence and the charges were against him against him were cleared and the case was closed on the 17th of april now it was found later on that if they'd actually pressed a little bit further and checked with the general medical council they would have actually found a substantial amount of evidence that they had built against harold but unfortunately it wasn't pressed enough so it went on That is until later in 1998, a family questioned Shipman's morality after their 81-year-old family member, Kathleen, who was a former mayoress of Hyde, died just hours after Harold had visited her in her home. She had been previously in really good health before, she'd seen her family the day before and mentioned that Dr Shipman was going around to do routine blood tests for her. hours after he had visited they found her in her home sat up in her chair fully closed unfortunately deceased. If that wasn't strange enough um, Shipman also insisted and insisted that there was no autopsy um, necessary and that she died of natural causes signing her death certificate himself. Later on following Kathleen's funeral I believe it was maybe the same week Kathleen's attorney actually rung Kathleen's daughter, Angela, who happens to be a lawyer and mentioned that there was a new will in Kathleen's name that signed Shipman as the beneficiary of her entire estate, meaning that her children would get nothing after her death. Kathleen looked further into this herself and with the help of a questioned document expert, they found that that will was in fact forged. So following this finding, Shipman was arrested on the 7th of September 1998. While in police questioning, he was like really rude. He just didn't care at all. He even tried to say that Kathleen was an addict. She was taking narcotics for the last year or so and he had medical notes to prove it. Well, it turns out with further investigation that these medical notes he had actually edited himself and the ones where he'd stated that she was an addict he'd written after her death trying to cover his tracks. It was also said that before this that he had mentioned to a nurse in a dark humour sense of way that if he'd had just requested that Kathleen was cremated then he wouldn't be in any trouble at all. Now because they found the will was a forgery it also helped that they exhumed Kathleen's body and did a post-mortem on her finding Um, that Kathleen had in fact died of a lethal dose of diamorphine which is why Shipman obviously tried to claim that Kathleen was an addict but that didn't really work for him, detectives were too smart for that guy so they actually found that she was not the only victim of his and they managed to conduct 14 other names of patients that were once ship- Shipman's that had passed away under similar circumstances, all found in similar circumstances and all had their death certificates signed by shipmen stating they died of natural causes. Most, if not all, of his patients were elderly women and... Also, they were found to be in good health before they had been visited by Harold himself. So then following that, in the year 2000, Harold Frederick Shipman was convicted after a jury found him found him guilty of 15 counts of murder and one count of forgery, which led him to being sentenced to life in prison where he um, served that prison sentence in Wakefield. Harold maintained his innocence, although he was very rude, very arrogant, Um, very dismissive throughout the police interviews. um, You can actually watch these on YouTube. And When they show him photos of his um, victims, he just closes his eyes. He sits back slumped in his chair, arms folded. He does not care at all. He yawns throughout the entire thing and just acts like a bit of a pretentious dick. So after this, while he was behind bars, Shipman actually hanged himself um, using bed sheets and attaching them to his window bars of his cell. And he did this the day before his fifty-eighth birthday. Now, people say that he did this to in order to ensure his wife's financial stability for the rest of her life. He was being stripped of his pension because of the crimes he committed, obviously. But if he'd have so if he'd have died after the age of sixty, she wouldn't have benefited anything from his death. But for him dying before the age of sixty, she ended up um coming into a whole shitload of money. So as much as the guy deserves to die with what he did to other people um, it is a shame that he died without saying anything um, just for closure for these families of these poor victims um, because they have no answer as to why what his motive was Um, so we'll never know his motive clearly wasn't money because Kathleen was actually the only um, Kathleen's will was the only one he forged for money I think he just got greedy But following this, um, a government inquiry was ordered to find how many more possible patients ended up being Shipman's victims and in 2005, an official report found that he hadn't just killed those 15 victims, he had actually roughly killed 250 people since 1971 and it was found that he carried out these murders by injecting them with a lethal dose of painkiller diamorphine before he then signed the death certificates as death by natural causes. Also when police raided his home they found other medical records that had been altered, they found a weird amount of jewellery and they also happened to find the very computer that he had forged Kathleen's will on. So as of today Harold Frederick Shipman is still known as UK's most prolific serial killer. There is no other doctors in the UK that have been convicted of any of these crimes. There is other doctors that have been arrested but acquitted of similar charges. But as I say as of today, only Harold Frederick Shipman in the UK has ever done anything like this. So they say. People have questioned a lot of why it took 25 years and him going unnoticed. I do think it was noticed. I think people brought up things. I do think it just wasn't pushed as... Hard as it was it should have been pushed back then because he was a bit of an authority figure he was like I say a trustworthy hard-working doctor or so they thought and people do put trust in people like that I mean I know I do um so it's just a shame and he took advantage of the system unfortunately so that is the case of Harold Frederick Shipman um I hope that I did it justice I hope that you all enjoyed listening I do apologize if any of the facts weren't actual facts that I'd got incorrect, maybe, um, or that I'd messed up anything. But please let me know if there's anything that I could improve on. I'd love to hear your thoughts and feedback. I am going to try set up an email, um, to go along with this podcast, so people can write in if they feel free, if they want to, they can feel free to. Um, but yeah, that is everything. So I hope you guys have a lovely rest of the week. I have nothing else to chat about as of now. Um. Other than maybe next week, I'll do some cool, funky, funny ghost stories, like the top 10 ghost stories of the UK, maybe. So, hope you enjoy this, hope you enjoy that, and I hope you keep listening. Thanks, guys. Bye.